Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the New Books Network. Hi, welcome to New Books Network. My name is Laura Goldberg. You might know me from my uh, my website, vittlesvamp.com. I'm here today uh, doing an interview for the Food Channel, and I'm very excited to bring the internet legend, Linda Skeens, on the program. She's got a book out that uh, actually... Uh, spotlights a lot of her Blue Ribbon winning recipes. It's called Blue Ribbon Kitchen. And uh, before I introduce you, Linda, uh, formally, I just need to read this bit from the foreword just to give the audience who might not know who you are, although I'm assuming a lot of them do, um, that you won Best Cake, Best Pie, Best Brownies, Best Jelly, Best Jam, Best Applesauce, Best Apple Butter, Best Pumpkin Butter, Best Sauerkraut, and Best Spaghetti Sauce at the Virginia-Kentucky District Fair in 2022. And then your Strawberry Fudge won Best Overall Bake Good, and you also placed first, second, and third in three baking categories, Best Cookies, Best Bread, and Best Candy. And then, you know, for good measure, you swept all three embroidery categories and placed for crafts as well. Um, This woman is clearly the queen of uh, the fair circuit. Linda, really glad to have you here. I'm glad to be with you today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I do have to ask, you know, what was it you think about? I mean, obviously just those wins alone, but what do you think it was about the 2022 uh, event that really, you know, turned things around and turned you, frankly, into an Internet sensation? Well, you know, I did win a lot of the categories and stuff, and that's unusual. I mean, for to get a lot like that. But I think mostly where it went on Facebook, because usually in a fair, they just announce the winners in a local paper, and nobody knows it unless your family or friends read it. So this went on the Facebook, and all of a sudden, like, thousands of people were reading it, and I didn't know what to make of it all. 
and it was a uh, an actual DJ uh, from Texas that that found you because I know people were trying to to locate you. In fact, there was even a song about it from Jordan Keys. I mean, uh, were you were yeah, you absolutely I, shocked I about this? I was, yeah. And they tracked me down through my granddaughter Mason and did the interview first interview in my kitchen. And it wasn't like I told people I wasn't trying to hide, but I don't do cell phones. I don't do computers. I don't do any of that stuff. And I just didn't know I couldn't find me. So she found me, though. <laughs> and she actually did the forward of the book. She did. And I thought she did a beautiful job. And I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have, have, have you talked to her since on on, uh, on air? Uh, we keep up on Facebook and things, but I haven't talked personally, no. Okay. Okay. Well, I got to say that forward was actually quite lovely and, and set off a really wonderful tone for this book overall. And, um, you know, I was very surprised in reading this book that apparently you say that you weren't a very good cook in the beginning, that, that, you know, once you first got married, that you were a terrible cook. There's, there's a story in there about, you know, your own dog, not wanting your biscuits. (laughs) Well, I was 16 and I wasn't really interested in cooking. I was just interested in, I found somebody I wanted to get married to. So my mom was a great cook, but I did learn how to cook out of necessity because when the kids came in, my husband, I had to feed them. So and I just kept practicing and practicing. And I've got pretty good over the years. Uh, clearly more than better good, you know, pretty good. Um, <laughs> can you tell me a little bit about like recipe development? Because, you know, how did you, you get to a point where like, what was your first blue ribbon recipe? Actually, I entered some fudge in the first fair and it was a peanut butter fudge. And that was a long time ago. And a lot of recipes I have got from friends. Some I've come up with on my own. Some were my mom's, my mother-in-law's, just different people, friends. I've collected recipes all my life. I've got a collection of recipe books. I've got a Betty Crocker cookbook that's duct taped together. It's so old. <laughs> and it's stained where I actually used it a lot. <laughs> well, that, that's how you know what are the really good recipes, the pages that are completely stained. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm totally with you there. I'm an avid cook myself. And like there are certain books where you you just see globs of of oil and bits of this and that. And you know that that's a damn fine recipe. That's a keeper. Yes. (laughs) That's a keeper. Uh, What are some of your other favorite cookbooks besides the ones, you know, clearly bound by duct tape at this point? Well, I have a cowboy Western cookbook ordered 20 years ago from an LTD place. It has famous people like uh, Gunsmoke has all of their uh, interviews, their recipes, their signatures. I made Gunsmoke chili on a video in my house, and everybody that's tried it absolutely loves it. It was James Arnez's recipe. So that's right. one of my favorites. Okay. And then okay. I have little church cookbooks that I've collected here and there. I have a um, Ain't Big cookbook from Mayberry, but now I've never made those pickles she made on TV. I've not tried those. That you know, they didn't like it's good on the Andy Griffith show. I have mm-hmm. her cookbook, so I have a lot of cookbooks. I mean, just different. I have one for Castlewood Blue Devils cookbook, it's the school that I cooked at. They ah. did a little cookbook, and I bought it yet. I have a Martha White cookbook that's about 30 years old, so just a lot of books. I collect a lot of them. 
Yeah, no, I've got a I've got a cookbook collection too. And and mm-hmm. the biggest problem is, you know, I live in a really small apartment in New York. So there's just so much room for them. Cool. So um, I, I have yeah. to eventually like, what am I gonna give up? <laughs> I know. When it's hard, ain't it? It is. It's a struggle. It's a real struggle because you don't want to give any of them up. They're they're you know, once no. you've made one or two recipes that are really good, they're dear. It's just that simple, even if the rest of them aren't ones that you've touched yet. That's right. Yeah, once they've got thing. Yeah, once you've got a splatter of, of olive oil on a page or something, it's yours. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, you know, in terms of developing other recipes and whatnot through the through you know, through the years, you know, were you doing it because you were really drawn to fair competitions and or or was it for some other reason or or a mix of both? Well, when I won my first ribbon years ago, I got hooked on it, and I loved doing it. I liked the competition. I love making crafts, and I love canning, and I love cooking. So it's something I do every year, and I made it. I've got a lot of good friends. We've been friends for years, and they still do it, and I do it, and it's just something I enjoy doing. And what would you? I mean, I know you've got a section in the book, but if you wouldn't mind telling listeners, what what are some what's some of the advice you'd give to somebody? who decided that they wanted to actually try their hand at, at attempting to get a blue ribbon or two? Well, my advice is just do the best you can and enter it and hope for the best. Someone asked me once on an interview, it was a chef asked me, said, how many trial runs do you make? And I said, none. I said, I make one batch of fudge. I pick out the prettiest four pieces, I enter it in fire. And if it wins, it does. And if it don't, it don't. But I don't waste food and do that. <laughs> That's I, I I do not believe in wasting food either. No, I, I mean either. there there are too many people. It, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you very much. Um, so another thing that I noticed in the book that I thought was quite lovely was you really talk a great deal about your home. And uh, there's a section in the book, uh, Appalachian words to know, and there's a whole section really talking about where you're from, Appalachia. And, and, uh, you know, I wanted to know about, you know, I can imagine why you wanted to put that in the book, but I'm curious what really inspired it and, and what it is about Appalachia and its traditions that, you know, really inspire you, inspire your cooking and uh, inspire, you know, your entrance into these fair competitions. Well, I think the reason I wanted to put them in there is because of you hear them all your life when you live here. Mm-hmm. People say this stuff every single day. It's just things that they say. And I thought it should be included in there because it's part of my life. I heard that growing up. My dad was a coal miner and raised seven kids, him and my mom. And you hear these things all the time. And I think it's just important that people hear them. And I just wanted to include them in there. And you also include in the book some of your poetry. Yeah, and- I love to write things. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, what made you decide that, that you wanted to weave them in? Uh, you and, and I'm also curious if you have a favorite poet. The one about my son is actually, and my brother, they were two favorites because they were two special people that I lost. And the one with the Blackberry Jam was about my oldest brother, and we was very close. Mm. And then the other one was about my son. But I like all of them. I'll just be sitting and look at a bird out the window and write a poem, or I'll be watching the grandkids play and write a poem about them. I just like doing I've kept a personal diary for over 40 years, 
And so I like writing poems and little stories and things like that. So, And I just wanted to include in my book, uh, I just thought it would be a nice personal touch. And I'm just, I mean, obviously creative writing has been a part of your life then. So how did you bring that into actually writing this book and, and working with, you know, your, an editor probably, I'm guessing for the first time in terms of developing. Yes, Anna was the one, the young girl that worked with me a lot. She told me to pick out my favorite recipes, a hundred of them. And it took a while to get all of them together and pick out the ones. Some I had to actually sit down and do a recipe for because I would made them like my coleslaw. I never did measure anything for it in my life. I'd just say a dab of this, a pinch of that, and I'd taste of it. And if it was okay or not, I'd add some more. So I'd actually sit down and formulate some recipes for a few of them. I hadn't, didn't have them. Yeah, and no, I'm, I did I'm not surprised. That. And I did... I hunted all the favorite pictures. The, she loved the poems. She thought that would be a good addition, too. I wanted to, and she really liked that. And just our story about growing up, how we grew up and things. And I just wanted all that. Like the one about the wash day blues, about how people used to wash on a ringer wash machine. I had to do that when we first got married. And, you know, a lot of people don't even know what those are. And I think it's come a long ways. We got a lot of modern stuff now to help us, but people used to have to wash their clothes on a board down here in a tub. They didn't have a washing machine. So it's come a long ways. And I just want people to know about some of those things that's in my book. No, I, I, you know what? It it gives me a sense of, of who you are and also what it means to, you know, eat some of your food because, you know, something I, I noticed right away in looking at these recipes is that, you know, a lot of these dishes are really real classics, you know, uh, and and for some, they would even think that they're nostalgic, you know, the casseroles and, um, you know, cheese balls and such. And, you know, and I'm not the least bit surprised that for some of these, it's just second nature to you to put something together and you don't need a recipe in front of you. But Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm just curious, you know, uh, was there any resistance at all to to those kind of recipes or was there a real embrace of it? Because, you know, it's clear to me that, you know, you've struck a chord with people, you know, and, and fair judges, of course, as well. But, you know, yeah. why do you think that this kind of food, you know, is really, you know, doing that? What? Why do you think your food and, 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 you know, everything from creamy, cheesy spaghetti to, you know, a corn casserole are really, you know, resonating with, with modern audiences, you know, modern people all around the country. I think most of the people that I've met at these book signings, and I've met a lot lately, that's bought my book and told me the thing that really, they love the story, how it's done and how pretty it is, not just a cookbook. They were expecting just recipes, but they also said they are actually trying the recipes because they're simple, they're easy and they're good. And they said, we can go to a store, find what's in those recipes without having to worry about not being able to find it. And most people tell me that's what they like about it. It's just simple and it's good. It, that it is. And, and um, if you don't mind, I would love to dive into some of these recipes a bit because um, I make jam as well. And I noticed you use pectin, um, fruit mm-hmm. pack, packaged fruit pectin. 
I don't. I've always been told that I can use like a, a Granny Smith apple and shave that and put that into the jam and said that it has a lot of pectin. What have you tried different things with your jams? What do you feel? How do you feel about, or have you always just used packaged fruit pectin? Some, I, have, some? I, I have tried them without the pectin and they're okay too. But the one thing about the sure gel, you know, sometimes you make jams and it don't set good. Yeah. That's, it, can, it always does that when you use that always never fails. Okay. So, that's, so it's that's the big thing about it. <laughs> So it's a never fail. Okay. Then clearly, I mean, you know, uh, not that we're disparaging the Granny Smith apple. Clearly I need to start, you know, taking your advice to heart and taking it into my kitchen. Um, I'll use it. (laughs) And, you know, I also noticed that, that a lot of your uh, cakes are using packaged vanilla pudding mix. What, what is the magic there? I think a lot of it just makes it moister, makes it taste better. Just gives it a good texture. Is the only thing I can think. Okay, because it does. No, it's it's. I, I mean, you know, I definitely there are several recipes in here I want to make, and one thing that struck me is is also there was the use and actual mention of the product Velveeta, um, and. You know, there are a lot of people I know who disparage Velveeta, and I remember Velveeta growing up. I loved it. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, there's something about it. I'm not suggesting that it's it's something I should eat every day. I mean, I shouldn't eat cheese every day, even though I'd love to. But um, are there yeah, certain ingredients? <laughs> it's so good. I mean, are there certain ingredients when you're walking through the supermarket that just call to you and you're like, "That's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with a recipe that involves you know." Cream cheese or involved, yeah. Yeah. But Velveeta, I I love Velveeta. I'm like you. I wouldn't recommend eating it every day because I know it's probably not good for us. But hey, it's got some good stuff with it. You can make some good stuff with it. Absolutely. (laughs) My lasagna. I won't make my lasagna without the Velveeta. I don't. I use it instead of ricotta cheese. And everybody that's eating it absolutely loves it. Right. I mean, look. Not everything has to be, you know, holding to some certain you know, rules. I feel like a lot of people, at least a lot of them that I, I, I know in New York, um, you know, get very upset about something, quote unquote, not being authentic, that a lasagna needs to be like, I would have found it in the middle of Italy. But mm-hmm. you've created something that really speaks to what all of us grew up with in many ways. Um you know, is the, are there foods you remember from from feeding your kids that they really loved when when they were little? Yeah, they are. The beef stew in there. My son always loved that when he was just small. Kathy's always loved the lasagna a lot. The mac and cheese. My grandbabies love it. A lot of the stuff is just my coleslaw. My husband he says it's the best in the world. Of course he would, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of a lot of ideas, you know, just stuff that I know. And I practice on my family during the year. I'll try out some new fudge or cookies. And if they say, wow, that, that might win at the fair, then sometimes I'll go ahead and stick that in there just to see. They're my guinea pigs, as, as I would say. Well, you're not wasting food. You're just, you're just using them as testers. No, we're eating it. No, it's exactly. not wasting 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I do have to ask you about the strawberry fudge because freeze dried strawberries, that's an unusual ingredient. You know, what, what, how did you stumble upon freeze dried strawberries or were they somehow in your orbit? And, and how did that recipe come to be? A friend of mine, Catherine Justice, had made it for my best friend for Christmas and we were playing cards at my best friend's house and I tried it. And I really liked it. I never had it. And I called her and she gave me the recipe and she was tickled to death that I liked it. And I absolutely love it. And actually, uh, People's Magazine in their July issue, mm-hmm. they did it, did it with freeze-dried blueberries and strawberries and cut it out in shape of stars and put it in there. Ah, so so we got a little patriotic with it, with the red, white, and yeah, blue. It and it was very pretty. I thought it turned out good. Oh, nice, nice. And, and it actually won me first place at the Virginia-Kentucky Fair this June. They had a special strawberry contest on Wednesday night that was not related to with your other entries. Oh. They had a strawberry cake, pie, fudge, and cookie. And I got first place with the strawberry cake the strawberry pie and the strawberry fudge and second place with the cookie. All right. Tell me about your strawberry pie. Cause, cause I have a recipe too. Let's compare notes. What's what's, what is it about your strawberry pie? It's just a frozen strawberry pie and it tastes, it is just delicious. That's the only thing I can tell you. Okay. It's nothing special, but it's good. Well, I mean, that's the thing it, it's, and I you know, it, it, it sounds hokey, possibly, but I do believe that when you put love in something, when there's so a little good. bit of joy when you're cooking. It is. It makes yeah, a difference. Yeah, it is. It's like when I make my homemade yeast rolls, my husband will smell them rising the first time, and then I'll shape them out, and they'll rise a second time, and then they bake. He has to have two as soon as they come out of the oven with butter on them. He's sitting there waiting when they come out. <laughs> yeah, I mean... There's something about feeding the people you love. I think so, that, too. And and I could tell throughout reading this book that that's what this was, that there there's a competitive edge about you. There's no question. There's, oh, yeah. a, wonder, there's a wonderful photo of you where there's just a sea of ribbons in front of you. I mean, how does that feel looking out over that sea of, of ribbons? I I really never, I had them packed away in a box and hadn't thought much about them until the people from the cookbook place went in to take them to Alabama when we went down there and they took pictures of them. I had never saw them all spread out before. They'd just been in boxes. I'd had them stowed away. And there, there are a lot of them. I've got over 1,500 now, so. Oh, my. <laughs> you could wallpaper a room with them. Probably. Somebody said, are you going to put them up? On the wall, I said, well, I don't have a wall that big right now. I'm kind of, my house is kind of small. You need to buy a new house. <laughs> yeah, I might have to do that. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, I'm curious. You're talking about going around to, to for book signings and whatnot. What What are some of the reactions you're getting from people? What, you know, to this book? Is something, has anything surprised you at all? And. Um, Sometimes I get some different stories. Like one lady told me she bought a book for her mother last Saturday. She said her mother was homebound, but said she loved to watch me do my cookbook videos in my home and anything that I did, she would watch, even though she doesn't watch a lot of TV. So, but I did a special little video to her mother and told her thank you that I appreciated it. 
Aww. So there are just a lot of people that come up to me and they want their picture took and they talk to me and they tell me they're so proud of me because somebody local has done something, you know, good. And so most people have been really nice. And I just, like, at the clinic I go to, my doctor's office, all seven of them bought a book. Yeah, another lady sold seven more books for me. She said, everybody that sees my book wants one. I, so I she, can see why. People have just been really nice. I mean, it's that's, you know, great. That is great. That is great. I mean, I've got a feeling also that there are teachers out there that probably want you to come in and help teach home ec. Am I wrong? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but I do love cooking. So. Yeah, no. And, and, and you're clearly quite brilliant at it. I mean, uh, I'm curious, what is, what is Christmas like in your home? What is what? Christmas. Like, what are the things oh, that you have to eat? Christmas Eve, I have at least six, six kinds of candy, five or six cookies. I have cheese balls, jalapeno poppers. I have sausage balls. I have homemade chicken salad croissants. I have homemade pimento cheese sandwiches. I have barbecued weenie. I have a whole, my whole counter all across is full of all kinds of food and we enjoy it. I like to decorate with my tree and decorate my house and love watching the grandkids open presents. It's just, I get excited. I'm more like a kid at Christmas time. I love Christmas time. I'm, I, I, mean, I just can't imagine. I mean, you know, I'm looking at the cover of your book right now and, and it's just, bountiful this picture of and and i'm imagining this with a winter bent instead of a summer bent which which i get mm-hmm. from the book um and i'm i'm uh guessing that that uh in in uh december there're going to be a lot of people opening up this book to help create their own christmas feasts so i was curious um, about yours that's like the little christmas cinnamon applesauce ornaments in there i started making them my youngest daughter's 37 i started making them at school with the kindergarten kids all them years. I made them with the church kids and my grandkids. It's a tradition I do every year. We make those little ornaments and you can keep them for years if you want to. So, And I make yeah. dog treats for all the little pets in the family usually. Well, I was, okay, I just for listeners, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, in addition to being an incredible cook, uh, a Blue Ribbon Award-winning cook, Linda also uh is incredible when it comes to crafting. And one of the things in the book is actually taking applesauce and turning it into sort of like an apple leather, I guess you might say to create ornaments. You take applesauce and cinnamon and you just mix it together. You drain the applesauce overnight, mix it with your cinnamon and just roll it out and cut it out with cookie cutters. And you can leave them plain or you can let the kids paint them if they want to like the little gingerbread men And then you poke a hole in them, you know, as they air dry for a week and put a string in and hang them for Christmas. And they're just something special. I've got kids at school told me they've still got theirs that they made 10 years ago. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, because I remember there was there was a craft book. Um, I want to say it was called Highlights, I could be wrong, a magazine that my mom used to always get at the library growing up. And we do things like that for the holidays, like we'd make. Uh, you can make a lot of pretty stuff out of yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 it, and and I've got to say, looking at your book, it 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 just suddenly transported me back to that time, and um, a, a kind of celebration and 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 
that I don't think we embrace as much as we should anymore. Or at least that's my experience, unfortunately. Um, I mean, how much do you entertain? I mean, I I would assume right now you've been very busy with this book. um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, besides, you know, when it's not time to go out and, you know, uh, sign books, you know, how much do you do you actually have people sitting around your table? I have the kids and grandkids come over. Frank's brother came over yesterday and sat three hours with us and just brought me some tomatoes and cucumbers out of the garden, and we just sat and talked. And uh, so and then I have cart. We have friends that we play cards with on Saturday night at her house or mine. We go to car shows on Saturday. So we have a lot of people in and out. I have sometimes people just pop in to buy some books. They'll say, can I stop by and get a couple of books? And I'll say, sure. So I, there's somebody there about all the time. My niece Jenny pops in now and then to eat with me when I got something good to eat. <laughs> when you have something good to eat? Why, why do I have a strange feeling that's always? Well, it pretty much is. Yeah. I love <laughs> I like I like to eat and I like to cook. <laughs> yeah. Somebody okay. asked me once, did I have any diet foods? I said, I think it was on Channel Eleven News. I said, No, sir, everything here it's it's good, but it's not diet and I don't do diet stuff. <laughs> no, I mean, if you're looking for a diet, you know, go go to the produce aisle. Go 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 pick up an apple. That that Granny Smith apple I mentioned earlier, that'll be good for you. That's right. Uh, but you know, uh, it's all about eating this stuff in moderation. Like we said, you know, to to go home and eat an entire block of Velveeta cheese is not going to be good for you, and on several levels. No, no, no. Um, would you? Are there there's some some recipes in this book that you find people are talking to you about more than others when you go out and talk to people at, at these book signings? Well, actually I've had people talk about all kinds of them and tell me how they did something different, but they liked the way I did it, but I'd ask them how they did it and we'd discuss it. I had one woman said she made the lasagna and her husband and son liked it better than any they'd ever had. So just, you know, and a lot of people will tell me, uh, we're going to try this or that. What in one lady came to get me the signer book at Wise. She had 16 little tabs in her cookbook. And she said, these are the ones I've picked out my favorite I'm going to start with. So she had went through the whole book and picked her favorites out, and she was talking to me about them. So everybody, right. has, something, everybody has something different, you know. And But most people tell me that they like the big thing they like is how pretty it's done and then it's simple and easy and it all looks good. That's what they say. I get that comment about everywhere I go. I, I, I'm I, not surprised by that. It is it is really a beautifully laid out book. And how was it working with, you know, book publishers? Was that just really this like... This crew I had was great. They, we went to Alabama and I got to watch them cooking my stuff and filming it. I got to be on the TV show down there and... They came down to my home at least three times. That cover of my book was yeah. filmed at Abingdon, Virginia, at the Washington County Fair, where I'd entered my stuff, the last fair. And they spent all day taking pictures of me in my kitchen and there and with my friends, my car club friends. They spent three days down here doing pictures with me and working with me. And they did everything they could to make it easy on me, like where I'm on a chemo pill where I have leukemia. And I'm doing great right now. I'm in first stage remission. But Good for you. Christy and Ann and them were always very well, 
mindful of that. They would tell me to sit down and take a break if I got tired. They would make sure I took my pill every evening and had food with it. They were about like family on that. They were very good to me and worked with me anyway. If I got tired, they'd say, you take a break. You need something to drink. And same way when they were in my home, they would help clean up when we got done. They were really good with it. Well, I know for me, also, you're speaking about, you know, going to the clinic and and taking your pills. You know, I recently uh, was dealing with my mom and and some medical stuff. and, And I know that, you know, bringing baked goods to the hospital and to those folks is also really important. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's about showing your love. And, and it sounds to me like, I think one of the reasons that this book sort of emanates that is that it sounds to me like the people who actually worked on it with you, you know, felt that way. They wanted it to be, they said they wanted it to be my story, my personal book and something that was, that I would be, that I would love. And they, and they did, they worked hard with me on it. And they still are. They contact me. Anything I need right now, they're there for me. So, yeah, it's good. They've been a good bunch. And how, how I mean, obviously your life changed a great deal, I would think, uh, once, you know, you became this internet legend. But uh, how has your life changed overall between that and, and this book? Well, it's changed in some ways because I do interviews like with you. I'm on Duke mm-hmm. videos today when I go home and just different things, but I still not changing my whole lot. I still like to sit down and work a crossword puzzle, a big, I work thousand piece puzzles and frame them and put them in pictures when the pandemic was on. Yeah. I still like to sew. I still like to play with my grandbabies. I still like to go. We're going to Kentucky tomorrow with our friends to a car cruise in taking our old cars and a burnout. So we're going out to eat. So I still like to do, I ain't changed a whole lot. I still do everything. I get up every day, do my housework, my laundry. I cook for my husband and I still do pretty much everything I was, you know, I've not changed a whole lot. But are, are there things though that, that this has brought you that you're glad about or surprised about? Yeah, I, I have to say, Almost, almost everybody that I've encountered has been so nice to me, and I've got to do a lot of things. I've got to travel and do things I probably would have never done. I'd have never got on an airplane, probably. So I got to go to California and New York on a plane to be on today's show. I thought that was an honor to get to do those things. And I got to go to Nashville and be on a show. And like uh, the stage that I was on my Huckabee show in Nashville, I found mm-hmm. out that Conway Twitty sang his songs on there, and I loved Conway Twitty, so that was special to me. So is there music that you like to play when you're cooking? Mm, no, mostly I hum and sing to myself sometimes. <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> now we listen, I tell you what, when we, we got a 69 Roadrunner, and we like to go to old car shows. Yeah. Now, tomorrow I'll have my 50s and 60s music playing when we go over there. We like that. Very nasty. And by the way, for listeners, there is a whole section in the book that is about car shows. Oh, yeah. That is obviously a big uh, part of some your of life, Linda. Friends, yes, they have been there for me when we lost our son. They were there for me just like family. They brought food. They came and visited. They were there with me. And it's it means a lot to have 
you know, have people like that that you're, and one of our best friends we play card spades with on Saturday night. Yeah, man, I like to win that card game too, but I don't always win, but I like to try. Well, I mean, at the very least in terms of winning, I think you've won uh county no. fair. <laughs> <clears throat> and and are you don't you- always win. I've told people, you know, there's a young girl entered a fair the first time this year with a cake and won it. And I was excited and happy for her. And, you know, I don't always win. Sometimes you lose. and that. But the thing is, just have fun doing it and do your best. And if you win, be happy. And if you don't, say, I'll work harder next time. I think those are very wise words indeed. And before I let you go, I'm just curious, what are you making tonight for dinner? <laughs> An enchilada casserole that's in my cookbook. And I'm making a peanut butter poke cake. It's not in my cookbook, but I'm making it for another video. Maybe it'll be in the next cookbook. Mm -hmm. Something to look forward to. Well, Linda, thank you so much for joining me today and uh, sharing a little bit about uh, your life and your recipes. And uh, once again, for everybody listening, the book is Blue Ribbon Kitchen by Linda Skeens. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me today and you have a great day and thank you so much. Thank you.